Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is the podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. Today's show is audio from a recent YouTube Live. It's an opportunity to support two great organizations. And for the live attendees, it was a chance to win a spot on the show and a seat at this year's Cigar Meetup. The one thing I failed to mention on the show is that we will be sharing a list of needs for Build Health International once a quarter. If you'd like to receive this list, please sign up for the Mass Construction Network at massconstruction.org. I'll leave that in the show notes. Today's show is brought to you by Central, commercial carpenters and supporters of our conversations. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to tonight's Mass Construction Live. We're here today with Jim Insara, founder of Shawmet Design and Construction, as well as the head of Build Health International. And we're also here with Brian McPherson. Brian's background involves Kiewit Construction, Clark Construction, and a number of years at Suffolk as well as DCAM. And now he's the executive director at Youth Build Boston. I say all that because I want everybody to know that's listening that the two gentlemen here are one of us. They've held the jobs that we've held over the years, held in the past, or have held now. And they are at a point in their lives where they've chosen to go a different path and say, hey, how can we use construction as a way to give back to others? So you're going to hear those stories today about what Jim and Brian are currently doing. And I'm very excited about what they're doing. And I'm excited about the opportunity that everybody listening today has that both have held those jobs and now you have held those jobs. And it's a chance for you to kind of give back and help them to... um, reach and serve the people that need it. So today, how we're going to do this. In the comments, there's going to be a time, today we're going to talk about two opportunities. One, a networking opportunity called Brickleball that's being put on, sponsored by Brick, a local architecture firm here in Boston that has been kind enough to help sponsor the event, and that is for Youth Build. So we're going to ask today that you might uh, think about either putting together a pickleball team. That's what where the play on words is there for pickleball. Or the other thing is Jim had needs with uh, materials and equipment for hospitals in developing nations. So if you can do either of those two things today, I'm going to ask you to drop them in the comments. Please put your name, your company, and what you'd like to donate. Whether you're donating, you're saying, hey, yep, I'll sign up, I'll go to pickleball, or hey, we can provide doors and frames, whatever it is, please drop them in the comments. And the hope here is we'll get a lot of people activated and motivated and going. So that's what we're looking for today. So before I get started, I do want to say thanks to Focus Forward. Uh, Mike and Mike are in the room. If you're here, they're behind the scenes. You can't see them. They made the ride up from Providence and are donating a lot of their time today to help this show happen because they realize it's a good cause. Uh, I realize it is a good cause. I just signed up for Brickleball as well, so I will see you there. I hope to see everybody else there. And I guess what I'll say is with that is maybe this can be a half little mass construction meetup. We're not gonna take over Brian's event, but if we can help fill the room and we can hang out with each other, let's do that at the same time. So that's the hope. Uh, Please drop it in the comments. And I think we'll get into it. So before I jump right to Brian, Jim, you told me an interesting thing. You've got a connection to Youth Build? Yes. Um, years ago in the, uh, in the 90s, 
at the time, Youth Build was had just had a program, I think, in New York, in New York City, in the Bronx, I think it started, and they were thinking about expanding and coming to Boston, and I got connected to the founders of Youth Build, and um, Shamit uh, uh, got got behind Youth Build and got very involved. I was on the board, the initial board. And uh, we, we really tried to help, help Youth Build. It was very hard going for Youth Build initially. Um, they have done incredibly well, but it's been a long, hard road in terms of breaking in um, to uh, the um, mainstream construction community and, and really being able to provide jobs for, for qualified grads. Yeah, a, a funny thing, we all have a little connection. The other thing is when, and I was telling this to Brian the other day, when I was at Bovis, Bovis Lenley's at the time, I applied to Youth Build in Providence, and they did not hire me. <laughs> so uh, I, I attempted to help Youth Build in the past, but uh, now I'm getting a, a chance to do that. So I am very excited. I just took a peek. We see Krista, Amber, Stephanie, Emily, Skip. Uh, thanks for all turning out. I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, we'll start getting some folks joining us at Brickleball soon. So, Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about youth build and then let's talk about what is going to be the brickleball event absolutely first i want to say uh sincerely uh, thank you jim just for all that you have done for youth build boston for our community and for the construction industry i i owe a lot to you i've heard a lot about you uh, my first time meeting you so i really want to take my hat off to you and celebrate you and thank you, thank you. Uh, so much for all you've done and, and joe obviously thank you for bringing us together so um uh, we we are so excited first of all for this time uh, for Youth Build, 32 years we've been around in this industry, in this community, uh, building up youth and building up our community. So it's a very exciting time for us. Uh, the, the company's growing, this industry is growing, and we are so fortunate to be here working in the community, building affordable housing, uh, and just building those career paths uh, for our students. We have expanded a little bit about Youth Build Boston, what we're doing now, we've expanded our, um, our, the different um, programs that we have, there are four of them that we dwell in and we, between those four programs, we get up out about 100, we touch probably about 190 students in a, any given year. Uh, we have a pre-apprenticeship program, which is probably the flagship of our organization and that program takes that student that knows they wanna go into the construction industry and we take them and we get a, a career path. Once they've graduated high school, we recruit them, work with them, introduce them to the trades. We have a great relationship with the Carpenters Union and various other unions, and we get them the skills they need as we build affordable housing in our industry and in our community. And do you mind if I ask you a question, Brian? You said, what do you say, it's about 150 kids you touch each year? Uh, close to 190 between okay. the four programs uh, separately, yeah. And then going through those programs, how many of those students end up with a job, would you say, percentage-wise? I'm saying, well, a lot of them are students in high school, of the design program, especially those are a lot of students that are yeah. still in high school. Um, but between those students that are in the BT program, Building Trades Exploration Program, all of the students in the Facilities Maintenance Program, which is a program that uh, we work together with Wynn Residential, uh, all of those students are hired full-time. Uh, so there's potentially between 40 and 50 
students that are coming out of our program on any given year that are matriculating into the trades or a full-time career opportunity with one of our partners. Yeah, I, w- I want to stop and emphasize that because if you think, you know, I've dealt with a lot of organizations that work really hard and are excited to, hey, we got three people jobs that weren't in the market to get jobs. And that was an exciting thing. And they should be excited about that. That's changing three people's lives. What has always impressed me with Build is you're talking every year, 40, 50, 60 people coming into our business. We need those trade folks. I was talking with a business owner in the um, site work industry, and we were talking about the new equipment that comes out where they have automatic grade control. And I was like, well, and they're saying how expensive it is. But my, my kind of point to them was, well, yes, it's it's more expensive, but don't you find the cost savings because you don't have now a laborer shooting grades and stuff? And and they like, it's not even the money that's the problem. He goes, I can't find a laborer. So we have such a tight market. It is such a great industry to have a real career, make a good wage, learn things that you can improve your own home. So the fact that you guys are putting 40, 50, 60 people, young people every year, into that that's amazing and and i'm thrilled so i want you to tell me more i also want to say thanks to paul mclaughlin who i saw show up in the comments thanks paul so there's the designery there's the uh kind of pathway to the apprenticeship program the yes there's, there's a the building trades exploration program it's a program that is for that student that has not graduated high school and they want to um, finish their high school credentials we help them get those credentials, and we expose them to the building trades as well. Um, so that is the fourth program. But it's um, it's those four programs that make up uh, the foundation of Youth Build Boston. Amazing work. Now, how about the Brickleball event? Yes, I want to, uh, first of all, nothing happens at Youth Build without partnerships. And partnerships are such a big thing of what we do. And we have a very new partner that we're engaged with, uh, with the team at Brick. They're an architectural firm here in the city of Boston, and we are so, so, so very grateful to them uh, for, for reaching out to us and wanting to partner with us for the Brickleball event. So we are excited for this event, it's, and it, first and foremost, it is a networking event. So you said earlier not to invite, uh, you didn't want all the mass construction crew there. I'm yes, we do. Co- I'm going to correct that. Yes, we do. <laughs> nice. We want everyone there. So everyone listening uh, and connected to mass construction, we want to see you. We want to meet you. We want to learn more about you. We want you there. We want your face in the place because this is a, um, it, it, it's networking first. And obviously, if you want to play, I think there's a few spots left, so you definitely can participate. Uh, in that way, and come on out and play some um, some some brickleball. We um, now brickleball obviously is a play on words, <laughs> brick being the company and, and pickleball being the sport. Um, but certainly, if there are more players out there that want to come out there and play with us, uh, that opportunity is there. But we want you to come and hang ne- and network and support us. Yeah. Uh, so so right now, I think there's four teams left. So if you want to enter a pickleball team. Go ahead. If you just want to attend the event, please attend the event. I see Delbrook just chimed in. They're going to be sending a few folks to pickleball. So they're getting the ball started. That's great. And then the rest of it is networking. Like I said, myself and Mike, we're signed up. We're going to be there. Uh, Somebody can't sign on. That's their problem. Sorry, Lou. Um, So, yeah, it's a great event. Let's use this opportunity. So chime in if you can attend. Uh, Also, I didn't say. That's... I'm going to put breaks in here every so often. I'm going to repeat a lot of things because somebody might be coming in on live. So forgive me, folks, if you're hearing this over again. So what we're looking for folks to do, if you will sign up for the program or 
donate materials or equipment to Build Health, which we'll get into next with Jim. Drop your name in the comment. Put your name, the company you work for, and what you would like to donate. That could be signing up for Brickleball. That could be donating scaffolding. Put that in there, and we're going to pull two winners after the program. One of them is going to be a guest on the Mass Construction Show. It can be yourself. It could be somebody from your company, whatever you want. Um, but I would love to have listeners of this show on and just talk to them about, you know, why do you like the show? Why did you want to support Build Health or Youth Build Boston? And let's just have a discussion. So I would love to have you on the show. In order to do that, got to donate to get entered to win. So let's talk about who's coming already. This is harder to manage than you think. Uh, <laughs> interviewing two people, keeping the live going, and then uh, doing this all right. Roots Birth Life. I don't know who you are, but thanks for coming. So who signed up for Brickleball already? We have folks from Youth Build coming, from Brick Architecture coming, WB Engineering, Boston Properties, Cosentini, Tachi, Cabinet Company, Sienna, O'Day Engineers, Garland Building, Vanderweil, BR Plus A, MIT, ICO Energy, High Profile, Vantage Builders, McPhail. There's a few more on here, but those are the folks that are coming. I'm noticing a lot of architects, engineers, owners, construction companies. There are people, so let's get out there. Let's meet with them, and let's support Youth Build. I think Jim and I want to see more of uh, Shamit's names on there. We want to yeah, see the construction that's on right. there. So we want to challenge you guys, if you're listening, uh, to sign up or at least participate. We definitely want to see your face in the place. Awesome. Omar Building Health, you are here. Sean Harrington from DPR. DPR, we would love to see you there. You've been a big player in the marketplace recently. You've been doing a lot of healthcare. I mean, excuse me, a lot of life science, getting market share there. Let's come be part of this and let's support um, Youth Build. So, Sean Harrington, help me out. You and a friend, come on down. Jim, on to Build Health. Tell us a little bit about Build Health first, and then we're going to talk about uh, what the needs are at Build Health. So Build Health started uh, really in in 2009, um, and it started as uh, me volunteering full-time with Partners in Health in Haiti uh, with the late Dr. Paul Farmer, who, d who died last year, unfortunately. Um, and... Uh, I, I went to Haiti with Paul in early 2009, and I had traveled a lot, and I was blown away by and shocked by the poverty and inequity in Haiti. And I was trying to figure out a way to plug in. And this is, I had stepped back from Shamit, Tom Gomat, who's very involved um, with Youth Build, had taken over as CEO at Shamit and was doing a great job. And I was trying to figure out what was next for, for me. And um, I ended up uh, helping Partners in Health uh, design a community, what was a community, 100-bed community hospital. Uh, and we were just about to break ground in January of 2010, and the earthquake struck. Um, the earthquake uh, that killed uh, between three and 400,000 Haitians uh, and destroyed um, 70 to 80 percent of the hospitals in the country. So um, Partners in Health and uh, Paul Farmer uh, told myself and Dr. David Walton, um, uh, who's the co-founder of BHI, t 
to go build the biggest hospital we could as fast as we could and oh, it wasn't going to be a 100-bed community hospital. Now it was going to be a three to 400-bed teaching hospital. And we did that over the next two and a half years. Uh, but we did it with incredible support, especially from the New England construction community. Um, and uh, we had hundreds of volunteers uh, through the trade unions, through many subcontractors, uh, Shawmut, Suffolk, uh, many companies. Um, and uh, we were able to build a hospital which today, um, even though Haiti is in another desperate situation, um, is still um, functioning and turning out, not only treating thousands of patients, but turning out hundreds of doctors, nurses, and other technicians. And we realized from that effort that uh, we learned a lot. We made a ton of mistakes, and we decided that we could not only do this, but, but do it better. And that's really how Build Health came together. Mm. And now you do work across uh, multiple countries. I think I've seen yep. Sub-Saharan Africa, Haiti, building hospitals and developing nations where they don't have access to healthcare. That's yes. Today we're in uh, between our oxygen work, uh, which is a result of COVID, and doing hospital work, design, build. Um, we have a large architecture and engineering practice, which is 100% in-house. Um, um, it, uh, we are in almost 40 countries. Uh, the majority are in sub-Saharan Africa. Haiti is still, um, we're very active in Haiti. We have five ongoing building projects, including a state-of-the-art diagnostic center at the original teaching hospital that we're building. We've been there continuously now for 12 years, building buildings. Beautiful. I, I want to ask you a little more about that, but let's let's close the leap loop because you two gentlemen just said let's uh i don't see why we haven't heard from shamit and suffolk and regina from shamit just showed up she says she's here so we're hoping that regina is at least going to get a couple of seats to brickleball to support youth build boston so if you can pull that off miss oliveri that would be fantastic talk to the folks at shamit and let's get some of their bodies there too right now we've got dpr we have delbrook we have another company that I'm not sure of. We have Citywide Construction. Pete Walsh just chimed in. He says they will be there. Great work, guys. Um, so asking we shall receive. Sean, you're here. I'll let you take care of it from there, Regina. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for working on it. Pete, thanks for chiming in, too. Jim, you told me a pretty compelling story. And I should probably say this. <clears throat> If, if you're finding these stories here interesting, please go back and listen to the episode with Brian, where he talks extensively about youth build and a young woman, Anisha Simpson, and hear her story as well. She has an amazing story, and that's all because of Youth Build Boston. So please go back and listen to those episodes, and please go back to Jim's episode and hear the full story. I, I loved hearing the, you know, the origin story of Shamit. That was great and some amazing things from Build Health. And one thing that really stuck out for me, and if you don't mind uh, repeating it for the folks that heard it before, the story that you told about when you were first going to head down to Haiti, and I believe it was the earthquake that was going on, you were getting ready to go on a plane, and they asked you to go to Home Depot. 
Yes. Um, this was uh, a couple days after the earthquake. And uh, with some help from uh, some Shawmut people and um, a number of local uh, Haitian Americans, we had organized um, uh, shipping um, literally tons of uh, medical supplies uh, to Fort Lauderdale. Um, and um, uh, and, or- and we were organizing cargo planes uh, to fly to fly to Haiti. And at this point in Haiti, there was no air control. It was before um, the Marines uh, and the airborne, uh, the U.S. Army had come to support Haiti. And uh, it was absolute chaos. But I got a call um, saying, can you go to Home Depot and get... Um, uh, the following list of tools. Um, and it was hacksaws and chisels and hammers. And I said, sure, what, what's all this for? Should I, should I be getting levels? Should I be, um, you know, getting cordless drills? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this was for amputations at, uh, the general hospital in Port-au-Prince, which had been an 800 bed hospital before the earthquake. And, uh, uh when I got there, there were only a couple doctors. There was an American doctor who, um, and his wife, who was an orthopedic surgeon, and her father. They were both French. Um, um, and they were doing surgery by headlamp. And, uh, you know, it unfortunately took us a week to get generators and get a temporary ORs set up. But... Um, uh, they did amazing things with, um, with uh, very crude construction tools um, and performed a lot of life-saving surgery. Yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, wasn't some of it even set up outside, I want to say? Yeah, when I got there, um, there were about 1,400 people, patients, uh, lying in the courtyard um, in uh, various... Uh, uh, states of uh, acute uh, trauma, um, and um, many of them had terrible crushing injuries. Um, it was uh, a scene and a couple weeks I will never forget, but it really shaped. I learned a lot from that. I learned a lot of how to work in Haiti and how to uh, circ- sort of circumnavigate the the the, the blo- blockades that you see in a country that has very little resources. The issue in Haiti isn't lack of will, lack of education. There are lots of very good doctors in Haiti. It's a lack of resources, a lack of government, and um, a lack of democracy, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to re- reset things a little bit just in case there's new folks coming into the live so far, we've heard from Brian McPherson about the work at Youth Build Boston. They have a networking event coming up, Brickleball. A number of people have signed up already. We gave a long list of BR plus A, MIT, Boston Properties, all these folks that are already coming, a number of people that have signed on tonight. So if you want to support them, please hop on in the comments and say your name, your company, and that you'll head over to Brickleball. If you're interested in supporting Build Health International, please do the same thing, name, company, and what you can provide. 
I do see Stephanie Cropo here from Bond Brothers. She had reached out when she saw one of these posts on LinkedIn. She's working at a few of the local hospitals and she has a couple of jobs coming up and she believes she's going to be able to go ahead and um, provide at least there's a whole, she's like, well, I have this kitchen that's coming out. And I remember the, yep. our um, conversation and you talking about, hey, if they have a, a kitchen and they're taking it out, we'll take the cabinets, we'll take the sinks, we'll take everything. So Stephanie and Bond are working on that and she's here and she's supporting that. She says, we're doing great work. No, we're doing, you're doing great work. I'm not doing anything. Um, and then- we'd, we'd love to talk to you, Stephanie. Um, fantastic i'm going to make that we got skip kramer for atlantic air they're going to be at the brickleball tournament uh, i'll read amber and chris's response uh, chris has some ppe power tools skill saw screw guns hammer drills and yes. mixers chris mcpherson central ceilings i just want to add that chris sent um uh, a number of people to haiti we would not have and um, and taught our Haitian team how to do uh, uh, acoustical ceiling. That's amazing. And um, did a fantastic job. And those guys are still doing it 10, 12 years later. So thank you, uh, Central Ceilings. Chris is uh, Central is a supporter of the show. I believe he they are supporters big, of big supporter of you, Bill Boston. Thanks, Chris, for Chris, all you do. Chris, did you see the central mug? And that's what, that, that's what put you over the, uh, the the top to donate. But yeah, that's that is fantastic. We love to hear that. And when I get a minute, when once we start chatting, I'd like to read Amber's comment. She's got a pretty nice comment here as well. So, Jim, what are some of the things that people um, could donate? And actually, one more thing: how many hospitals have you built so far? Um, we approximately. We We've, we're in the 150 project range. Um, we, uh, we don't know the exact number of beds. Um, many of our projects have been um, uh, smaller uh, buildings, add-ons, add renovations of hospitals. Mm. But uh, the two largest functioning hospitals in Haiti are hospitals we built, and we're building a huge... Um, maternal center of excellence in Sierra Leone right now for Partners in Health, which we're really excited about. Sierra Leone in West Africa has the dubious distinction of the highest m maternal mortality rate in the world, although Afghan Afghanistan may um, come back in that, unfortunately. But one in 17 women are in danger of dying in childbirth in Sierra Leone. And that's a that's a grim and horrifying statistic for yeah i you i don't really know what to say to that that's obviously it's it's tragic and it's really probably simple things that can prevent that yep. and that's what's so amazing which is what you're doing right now can prevent terrible things like that by reaching out and supporting and supplying with these types of things. And the reason I asked about how many hospitals, because I think I remember on one of our prior calls where you said almost all of the doors and frames in every hospital are used doors and frames. Yes, for, for many years, um, the New England Carpenters Union uh, would take uh, used doors we would collect and um, they'd have the apprentices um, uh, as part of a uh, training um, uh, put Dutchmen in, uh, patch them, get them all set. 
Um, we have since sh uh, shifted to doing that locally, both in Africa and in Haiti. Um, but um, we still do almost all the doors. We will send used flush doors um, and buy uh, new hollow metal frames and put them into masonry openings. Um, so uh, uh, we're always, we have, right now we have a lot of 3070 doors, but we're always looking for oversized doors. Um, uh, Norwood Hospital just gave us a, don a donation of um, lead, lead line doors and also um, four foot doors, which are extremely hard mm -hmm. for us to get. Steel doors are always valuable. Yeah, uh, Jim and I were talking, and I reached out to Gary from Nelco, uh, and he messaged back a couple days later. I need to reach out to him again. But if folks are dealing with Nelco, a lot of their lead line stuff, if they're doing demo, that's things that Build Health could really use. Um, I want to let people know. So Stephanie chimed in. Lots of great cabinets, a couple sinks. Um, yep. Any stainless Wooden frames, steel. hollow mode door frames, somewhat side lights. Um, right. She's thanking Central. Um, Chris was sold on all the organizations. Uh, and I just want to take a minute to say thank you. The fact, usually you do a live, and if four people watch you, you're doing well. <laughs> and I was perfectly willing to have it be four people, and then we take the audio and put it on a podcast. But uh, thanks to everybody that's coming in here it's great i'm watching the numbers go up and down with mike over there um andy colometta from sterling uh they're into donate doors hollow metal frames cabinets and new ppe i know andy does a lot of work at emerson hospital so andy if you can be on the lookout for some wide doors maybe uh if you and nathan and the team over there could do that that would be that would be huge i know um Andy tries to give back quite a bit. And Emily Sheedy also, after Delbrook donating, she has uh, to say, Chris, you're awesome. So um, I agree. Just, what, just uh, <laughs> on PPE, and, uh, we are always looking for hard hats, safety vests, gloves. They, uh, <laughs> they can even be used. That doesn't matter. Um, uh, we're working in countries where there is no PPE for construction workers. Uh, and no workman's comp typically. So uh, safety is a really important issue for us. Safety glasses, um, any of that uh, is extremely helpful. Okay. So could we talk about the um, – oh, Sterling's in for brickle ball as well too. That's All right. a good deal. Um, could you tell people what's the mechanism here if they do want to donate? Like how, how should they go about that? It's a little yep. easier than you would think. Yep. All they need to do is call our office or email us, and we can um, at info at buildhealthinternational.org, and we will have somebody, uh, Zach or Oliver, who, who handle donations for us, get right back to you. Uh, we will send a truck uh, to your job site. We'll load it. We'll give you a donation letter so you can make it tax deductible. And um, if there's any concerns, sometimes, especially from the hospitals, when they donate equipment, there's concerns about liability. We'll, we'll, we'll give you an indemnification form that releases you and your, uh, and your, your customer of any liability. That's great. And you guys show up with a box truck. So 
doing the demo, you want to leave the stuff on the loading dock, they come, put yep. it in the box truck, take it away. It's seamless. Um, I've also heard, and I don't want to promise something you can't do, but here we go. Um, I heard in some cases, someone from Build Health will sometimes come out prior to the demo and take yes. a look at, walk the job with you and say, okay, we'll take this, 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 we'll take all these, blah, 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 blah. We'll tag it, whatever you need us to do. We'll work with your demo with, contractor. With your demo contractor. Um, and um, a number of the Boston uh, demo contractors have been very generous to us. And um, uh, the one other thing I failed to mention, and I will get a lot of grief if I don't mention it, <laughs> is switchgear. Mm -hmm. um, right now, there are a lot of companies that are buying or uh, temporary or used switchgear as a placeholder uh, because switchgear is often taking uh, over a year to get right now. Any used switchgear, uh, commercial switchgear, is very valuable to us. Um, we ju uh, about uh, eight months ago, we had a longtime uh, Shawmut super, uh, Jack Cameron, who I just want to give a shout out to, called us up and said uh, he had a temporary electrical service in a trailer um, from a job that had been there for three years and donated it. We picked it up. And that is now getting installed in Haiti and saved us $45,000. Wow. Wow. Uh, we refurbished it, retested the breakers, recertified them. And uh, we have a shop that, uh, where we do that. And um, any of that is really helpful. Okay. So uh, the Gaston guys reached out to me prior to this, and they were going to try and hop on. So Gaston, if you're listening, even if you're not on right now, I think we're going to, uh, we'll see if we can chat. And if you can help us on that front, I know you were looking for wire pullers yep. as well. Uh, any, but, tool, any, to, any tools and equipment would be great. great. Yeah. You made a point about um, a lot of people are transitioning to battery operated tools. And if you're not using your corded tools anymore, uh, you Build Health would love to have them. Yep. Uh, Stephanie had commented. She said, uh, Stephanie from Bond, she says, I hope he has a big truck. <laughs> uh, and then is Mike uh, Vas nope. Vasquez nope. Garcia, is that your, one of your guys? Um, oh, no, Miguel. Oh, Miguel, yes. Miguel Vasquez, okay. Yes, he's one of our general supers in Haiti. <laughs> he, can, he says, we can send the truck many times if we need to. So. <laughs> and we'll rent trucks. Yeah, and Andy from Sterling says, we can send vests and hard hats. Great. So Thank you, Andy. That's huge need. So let's talk about the list. Uh, actually, before I get to the list, I want to talk about the fact that how much of a like a win-win-win we're talking about here. We have a problem in Massachusetts with the landfills. We had John Fisher from the DEP on here, and he talked, and I think the dates were 2030, that the last landfill in Massachusetts is full. And at that point, we are going to be trucking our C&D wastes out of state. A lot of it's going to be on a train. Some of it's going to be on trucks. But either way, that's not really what we want to be doing. Uh, never mind. It's just a shame to waste this stuff. So we're going to be able to take stuff that we can prevent from going in a landfill, help our industry be more sustainable, help a place that needs it, maybe even save a couple bucks. Because if you just, it's one less 30-yard dumpster or two less 30-yard dumpsters that you don't need now that it's seamless because Build Health can come do a pickup and they'll give you a tax deductible donation and indemnity. So no reason not to do this. It's an easy phone call to make. I know of one other company, I believe it was Columbia was doing some yep. of it and they Columbus. commented about how 
easy and seamless it was to work with Build Health to get the stuff taken out. So don't feel like, oh, you know, I've got all this stuff to do. The last thing is going to be a hassle. It's not going to be a hassle. It will be a win. And even if it is a hassle, it's a win if you're changing people's lives. So um, please, let's, let's do that. So here's what we're looking for. Just in case Jim mentioned the PPE, any of the hand tools, power, power tools, we're talking grinders, sawzalls, drills, hand pack, uh, impact drivers, rigging, chain falls, straps, shackles, come alongs, fall protections inspected. You know, Jim was talking about the focus on safety, the lanyards, retractables, power cords. Jim made a good point about a couple of things. You have scaffolding that's all banged up and you're gonna take it out of service, or you're taking a cord and you're cutting the, the plug off of it, Build Health has access, access to labor. That's not a problem. It's the materials that they don't, that they can't have access to. So they're very happy to take that scaffolding, grind it, paint it, put it back in service, put a new plug on. If the uh, ground plug is missing, they'll put a new plug on it. They're happy to do that. And you have to think about it this way, folks. We could be all in high and mighty and say, well, that's not, you know, a perfect piece of staging or whatever, and that's not safe to go back out there. But this is a question of we have no scaffolding or we have scaffolding that we fix fix up or a plug that we fix up. So if you have cords going in dumpsters, scaffolding going in dumpsters, uh, we will, we want that from you. Sorry, let me check back in. Plywood, plywood from barriers. And we're actually looking at a way where we can donate some some scaffolding to you as well. I'm, Thank you. I'm having a conversation with my accountants uh, this week to see um, how we can break up pieces of our scaffold and donate to you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So Brian was talking about how uh, they were looking at how much scaffolding they had and maybe do we put it in storage, this and that, and we thought, or Brian thought it would be a good, good use. Um, Miguel also chimed in ladders. We need ladders yes. too long to go with that scaffolding. Um, and then there's some, so there's some kind of always needs. So these are the things that are just kind of constant needs, the doors and frames, that type of stuff. And then occasionally there is project specific needs. So some project specific needs right now are around concrete. So coring drills, uh, chipping and demo hammers, vibrators, mixers, survey equipment, gang boxes. And then there's the electrical stuff, wire pullers, and then plate compactors and light towers. So if you guys have light towers, you're talking gas-powered kind of? Either or. Either or, okay. Yeah. Um, anybody has that, that would be great. So I'm ready to wrap it here. Uh, Eric Sanford says he loves this. Thanks, Eric. I really appreciate um, your support. I appreciate everybody's support. Again, anybody else wants to chime in right now with the comments on they want to come to uh, the pickleball tournament, you want to donate, please go ahead and put that in the comments. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to Brian. Thanks to Jim for the work that they're doing, the time that they're willing to take to drive here, to focus forward, for being willing to come up from Providence to make this happen. I guarantee you this could not have been pulled off without them. I don't have the technical expertise and never mind with the level of quality that we're talking here. It's amazing. And for folks that watch my content always and sometimes are bitching about my sound quality, that's what I'm doing it by myself. And when you're like, hey, your sound quality is much better, 
that's because Focus Forward helps me. So anytime you're seeing that A-plus product, it is because of them. Um, thanks again to everybody who donated, especially to Central Ceilings. I mean, I, I know firsthand that they have supported this show and both the gentlemen and their organizations on both sides and Skip and Andy and Stephanie and Regina and everybody that showed up today. Uh, I appreciate you. And I actually look forward to seeing everybody at Brickleball. I look like we got at least, uh, you know, probably about 20 people that I know are going to be there and it should be fun. So thanks for coming. Thanks for Focus Forward. Anybody else have any question, drop it in. And Brickleball is Pickleball. It's a Pickleball tournament. I've got a question that came in that asked that. Pickleball is going to be a tournament. So if you like to play Pickleball, there's three or four teams left. If you want to sign up a team, if you just want to go hang out with this going on, it is September 22nd, 4 to 6.45. Probably should have said that, right? Good man. Um, Oh, Neil and Media, are you going to be there September 22nd? Um, So September 22nd. Four, no, four to six forty-five. Yep. Where's it going to be located? Uh, Sixty-five C Street in the South End, at PKL. South, South Boston. South Boston. Yep. South Boston. So you're from Boston. <laughs> South End, and South, South Boston. Come on. Um, and then Delbrook will sponsor a team. So awesome. We would love it. Um, Sean H says the audio was great tonight. Good job to you guys. Mike Yanovich says amazing stuff. He's going to be there as well. So. This is great. I'm honored that uh, as many people showed up. So appreciate it. Take care. Uh, please spread this with your friends. Encourage them to join, your coworkers to join. Go back to your company. See if there's a way you can support Build Health. I'll let you know who wins the two prizes. And please ask them to listen to the audio on the podcast and share and help in any way they can. Thanks, everyone.